755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. I'm my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. They could have used you this weekend in New York, Eric. Ooh, I don't know if I would have been any help. Man, that was a uh, – got in late last night from New York, and there were some Braves fans on that flight, and they were – they were uh, disheartened, Braves fans. That was that was an ass whipping, man. That it was, was an uh, ass whipping. That was a five game series. Braves had to fight to win one game. You know they had they 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 had an eight zero lead and they had to hold on. Their bullpen had to hold on in that game. So I don't know my my initial thoughts, and we talked a little off camera, uh, are that the Mets are really really good, and they have. Uh, they have the best one-two starting combo now with Degrom back that I've seen in a long time. If those guys are healthy, Scherzer and Degrom, and then they've got a really good three, four, and five. I mean, they've yeah. got six starters. You know, I mean, like Peterson's not even a full-time starter for them, and he's really good. He could be number three for a lot of teams. But yeah. uh, and Carrasco and Bassett, uh, but those two, Scherzer and Degrom, if they're healthy in the postseason. Like you said, they're not going to start on short rest, probably with the maybe Scherzer, but I doubt it. You know, with what they the injuries they've had, but if they just start like four of the seven games in a in a series, that's really difficult matchup yeah. with those guys. Um, that, I can't imagine impressive. either of them getting two losses in a series at, under any circumstance. I mean, if you look back, there there obviously is nobody in baseball right now with the one two combination as good as that no. when they're healthy when their two are healthy if they stay yeah. healthy the rest of the year the Mets are going to be extremely difficult to catch man because those two guys are so good and yeah. the bullpen is really strong with the best closer in the game Diaz he's filthy man right now he is filthy he's a joke I was trying to figure it out last night so I asked Twitter but it looks like if he um if he finishes the season with the numbers he has, he'd have the highest K rate in history per nine. Um, yeah, his slider is devastating. And they, you know, they're similar with – not similar pitchers, but the the two pitches, him and DeGrom. I mean, yeah. DeGrom did it yesterday. The most dominant performance I've seen all year, even though he, he was made five and two-thirds because he leaves with the Dansby two-run homer. But until that point, it was the most dominant pitching performance I've seen all year and in a while. Um and he did it entirely with the fastball and slider. I think he threw like one curveball. But it, it was like he doesn't need anything else. When he's throwing 102 and he's throwing 96-mile-an-hour sliders and he's putting them exactly where he wants every pitch. He's just handing the ball to the glove. I mean, he's like he gets so much extension, but it's like he just looks where he wants it and just places it in the glove. And I've seen him – you know, I've, I remember Smoltz saying he thought he should take some off or – not throw so hard. Yeah. He's not. I, when I watch him, it's like he doesn't Agreed. look like he's even trying to throw hard. Agreed. He's, he's was, just was, playing catch. Yeah. Agreed. I was wrong because I said I, I agreed with Smoltz that he's going to have to learn to dial it back. I don't remember him looking quite this effortless throwing 100, 102 because that I, I agree. I don't think you need to take anything off when, when you're That's making it that easy. Wow. Wow. He just throws ninety nine. I mean, that's just what he throws. It's like Strider, like we talked about with him. Yeah, and he's a slender guy too. You know, he doesn't have Strider's legs. He's got long levers. He's he's tall, slender guy, kind of like Max Freed. Um, doesn't is not wide in the shoulders, but it just works to perfection. I mean, the levers, the mechanics are just perfect. The whip and everything that he gets. Uh, Al Leiter had a great thing this morning on on uh, 
Central, MLB Central. And he showed something that I had never noticed on what he does with his thumb that hardly any pitchers do are able to do. Al said he tried to do it one time. He couldn't do it. You know, on a, on a fastball, two seam pitchers have their thumb under, under the ball, kind of rest on it. He tucks yeah. it. And hardly anybody does that, Al said. He, most people aren't capable of doing it. He tucks it under the ball. And like he that. said, and he said, as a result, because you don't, the thumb doesn't get in the way exactly. Yeah. I could I get more spin. Like yep. So you get more spin on your, on your two seamer. Yep. Well, so every works. pitch, but and that's what I was kind of known. For. I threw that same thing. I, I tucked like this because I couldn't I remember that. I couldn't grip it like this. My hands weren't just didn't feel comfortable, but I was always known for kind of getting away with fastballs uh-huh. and having higher spin. Um, but I didn't throw 99 to 102. You know what I mean? It, yeah. And it's not just that it's, it's high spin, but it's extension. If yeah. you, if you look at, there's a way to look it up and I can't, I don't know the website, but you know, most guys will get like five, five and a half, maybe six feet of extension. Feet. Yeah. You look up a guy like DeGrom and he's getting seven. Yeah. And Strider gets six, six. We talked about that. He gets like yeah. six inches more than the average guy, but yeah. yeah, DeGrom's a different thing and he's long arm too. I yeah. mean, and then it's on you. And really good hitters are standing there looking like, okay, 102 dotted on the outer, on the black. It's like, and then, and then he comes back with a 96 mile an hour slider that looks exactly the same coming out of his hand. Yeah. With depth, you know, I watched his, I I remember seeing his rehab start highlights his last one. Yeah. And it wasn't anything. I mean, it wasn't anything special. It was just a rehab start, but I remember seeing his slider and just thinking, I don't remember it having that much depth. You know, I thought it was more like right here and it was more yeah. there. You know, it, it was it was going almost straight down. Straight down off a fastball like his is, I mean, it's, it's devastating. Yeah, I don't think Drew Waters was seeing the pitches that he threw yesterday in that in that no. rehab game where Drew Waters hit no. the home run off it. I think it was like a between session, a between start no. open session for him. But, I mean, he's the, uh, he's the best pitcher in the game when he's locked in. And he's locked in a lot. He's, he's just got to be healthy. And between him and Scherzer, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't think of two pitchers that are better than them. When Scherzer's healthy and on like he was the night before, he was unbelievable in the matchup with Freed. Um, so, I don't know. I, I hate to sit here and just, you know, Braves fans are watching this going, you know, feeling like, okay, we already <laughs> feel bad enough. The Braves are a damn good team, man. Yeah. And the Mets are just really good this year. The good thing yeah. is that, they're not going to have to face the Mets in the postseason. In the postseason, almost that's assured. And you know, if you look at the matchups now, it, 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 so much can happen between now and the end of the season. Obviously, but it was if you looked a week ago, the Braves would have faced the Padres in the first round. Well, that was like okay. By the time you get to postseason, you don't want to face the Padres in the first round when they get when they put it all together. But now it's again, this could change three times before. F- six times before the postseason actually happens. But right now, the Braves in the first round would face the Phillies. The Cardinals would face the Padres. The Braves as the fourth seed would face the Phillies. Who do you want to face, the Phillies or the Padres? I'm not downplaying the Phillies, but I don't think there's any question who you'd want to face. No, I'd, I'd rather face the Phillies. Not that, it feels like a more pitchable lineup. I mean, right. Padres getting solo. Yeah. And Bill. And – but, uh, you know, the, 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 the National League playoffs this year are going to be so much better than the American League, I think. I mean, the National yeah. League has got some teams, man. How about the Dodgers going and, and sweeping 
the Padres in Soto's first full season are series with the Padres. You talk about making a statement. It's like, okay, everybody's talking about you guys. You did all the moves. You brought all these guys in. Yeah. You've you've mortgaged your future. You're going for it right now. We'll just spank your asses three times. Yeah, we just live here. This is <laughs> we've been this team yeah. for five, six, seven years now. That that was impressive. That was impressive. Um, Freddie had a huge game, a huge series. Uh, Bellinger, what did Bellinger did something too? Two homers oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Bellinger had a big series, but uh, I'm just looking at what they did in that. Uh, the numbers, but anyway, the Dodgers. I thought they made a statement that nothing's changed as far as we're concerned. We're still the team to beat in the in the, in the West. Uh, but I, if I if I had to if I had to bet right now, and I know it's a recency bias, but if I had to bet right now, I, I'm taking the Mets over the Dodgers in in the in, you know in the NL, and and that's not to say the Braves can't win it because they certainly can. The Braves, when healthy, are just are damn good. Yeah. Um, but the Dodgers, if they keep those guys healthy and everything, they're going to be tough out, man. Really tough. And I, and I, I would think I would take them right now over the Dodgers. The Mets? You Mets take the over Mets the Dodgers, over the Dodgers. I would. If, if DeGrom and Scherzer are healthy, I'd take the Mets over the Dodgers. Well, that's just how big a game changer DeGrom is, obviously. Yes. You know, I mean, it's. Yes. It, there's no, you could, you, he could pitch against the all-star team the way he's, <laughs> you know, and, and I'd take him over any team. Just because if he decides he's going to be healthy and win, there's not much you can do when he pitches like he did yesterday. And Scherzer's kind of the same boat. You know, Scherzer's going to show up in the postseason, but the Braves beat Scherzer last year. The Braves had beaten Scherzer. That's the thing is they had beaten him. They had played really well against Scherzer for about three years. Yeah, He's reversed that this year. He's he's, he's made two starts against the Braves. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but off the top of my head, 14 innings, 20 strikeouts, yeah. no walks. No yeah. walks. He's been terrific against the Braves this year. So um if you if you look at the Braves this weekend, I thought they it underscored how they're kind of uh iffy with the starting pitching in that if they don't, I mean, on any given night, their guys can get knocked out before the five four or five innings. If it's not, you know, freed on top of his game. Strider is great, man. He's a huge talent, but he's still a rookie, he's feeling his way. He got a little frustrated, I thought, yesterday. Got, you know, you could hear in his comments afterwards, too. I thought some of those were a little, un, uh, I don't know. I think I would have kept a little bit of that to myself, but he's confident. And that's part of what makes him so good is his swagger. He, know, he knows how good he is and how good the Braves are. But his comments about, you know, they had some lucky hits, some weird yeah. hits. We'll see them again. Down in Atlanta a couple times, see how it plays, run this back. Well, the Mets just won two out of three in Atlanta last like, few weeks ago, you know, yeah. and they won that series not as convincingly as this weekend, but they won it fair and square that series down here. So, well, that's, you know, that's the attitude you want Strider to have. Right. But, you know, sure. but you just don't want them saying it. Exactly. You know, you, you just throw out the typical bullshit. I got to tip their hat. They had some really good at bats, made me work. You know, you just, you throw out that, you know, just the, cliche stuff and yeah but what you're really thinking every time is what he said which yeah. for me is whatever you know I don't, I don't care what you what you really say but if you're the coach and your guy's saying that you're kind of proud of him and then you're yeah. like hey next time just you know yeah. say this because it's less of a story and it's less of something for them to you know you don't want to you don't want to put a target on your back or discredit a team because they're going to be that much more focused against you 
But he was right. I mean, this Alonzo's double hits the base. CB yep. took, Buckner took, like, I felt like five, six, maybe seven game-changing pitches away from him uh, in big at-bats. But you got to give the Mets credit because they made him work. I mean, he yeah. threw 30 pitches in the first. It, a lot of the times those at-bats where he gets two strikes on a guy and just blows him away, Yeah, it was fouled off into the Nemo. dugout. Nimmo Nemo wasn't even trying time. to get a hit. He ran into one, but he wasn't even trying to get a hit. All he wanted to do was go up there and burn 10, 11 pitches. He totally then, set the tone, man. Buck stood out there for 15 minutes, yeah. you know, on the challenge. You know that wasn't an accident. And didn't get ejected. Didn't get ejected. He, just he knows burnt. how to work an up, man, even in these day and age where they don't yeah. have the uh, the rope that they used to give uh, managers. They're going to give him more leeway than most. Yep. And he knew how to work there. it. And so Strider goes in and doesn't throw a pitch for, what was it, like seven minutes? And Strider was out there throwing warm-up pitches. That's how yeah. long it went. Yeah. So yeah, that mean, was a weird moment. Yeah. And the crowd we, just got more fired up. They were already fired up, man. Yep. I tell you what, when DeGrom comes out and he's warming up to Skinner, simple man, it is. It's just like when uh really charged atmosphere, even more so, but like when Bumgarner used to warm up in San Francisco to us. He either had Simple Man or uh okay, oh Marshall Tucker. Uh, yeah, that moved my family away from my Carolina home. <laughs> so it was cool when, when Bumgarner would do that out San Francisco. And now, and Grom's had Simple Man for a few years Forever, now yeah. in, in New York, yeah, at least. And uh, and that crowd was, you know, they hadn't seen him start there in over a year. So when that strains of Skinner started, the crowd was into it, man. It was a great atmosphere yesterday out there. And there had been like a 30 minute rain delay, too. So more people were already in their seats and a little lubed up. And uh, their crowd turned out, man. I, I will say they don't—they don't not quite as big as the Atlanta crowd. So every game wasn't sold out, but they were. There's an energy to it. Yeah, you know how the difference there is between fifteen thousand there, like they had a lot of nights, and the thirty-five to thirty-eight that they had this series, and really, really loud. They were into it. So there's there's not that many people showing up to that game on accident. Yeah, not, every single yeah. person that that goes there is a yeah. hardcore mess. Yeah, they're hardcore. Almost yeah. every it seemed like it seemed like three quarters of the people had on mess jerseys, and yeah. there were a lot of Braves fans there too. Not, not like they don't stand out though, like they do in most cities. The Braves fans go to where they can outvoice yeah. the home crowd. That wasn't the case there, and they didn't have a whole lot to get excited about either. So, Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. It was an impressive showing by the Mets, uh, and it kind of underscored some of the Braves, what the Braves have to work on. I thought yesterday the strikeouts, so like you said, Buckner had some bad calls, but 19 strikeouts is just too many, man. That 19 strikeouts, whew, that's a lot. Yeah, 12 of them were against DeGrom and five and two-thirds, but Diaz struck out the side. I mean, they, seven of the Braves hitters had multiple strikeouts. Well, I mean, that's 15 there, though, to DeGrom and Edwin Diaz. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah, in six, it's hard. And, six and two thirds innings. Yeah, six it's, and two it's, thirds innings. It's hard for me to knock that because those are two guys that are just. I mean, like I said, I don't care who's yeah. pitching. I they mean, who's hitting against the whole, them? Bray struck out the whole series, though, man. Yeah, they yeah, the whole series. But uh, yeah, and really that was pitching. a big difference for me was just watching. I know you want to say the Mets get lucky hits, but it's you know you just, you know exit velocity and all that, but the exit velocity on a strikeout zero. Exactly. You know, it's, it's they. I hate it because I, I the Angels used to have a team like that when I was first coming into the league. Oh six, seven, eight. They had Chone Figgins, Reggie Willits. 
you know, just Garrett Stevenson, wasn't he on it? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Casey Kochman. They had all these guys that they weren't even trying to do damage. They were just up there burning pitches and hitting singles, going first to third. Um, it wasn't an intimidating lineup, but you look yeah. at your inning when it unravels, and even as a relief pitcher, you come in and throw 29 pitches, even if you put up a zero. Um, you have to give teams credit for that. They're, for me, that that's something that's kind of been lost in the game. But that's why you know I can't knock them too much. They they got a luck a lot of lucky hits, but I can't knock them too much because they put together some really tough at bats. Yeah, the top of their lineup now is really strong, man. Demo is a pest and a great leadoff hitter. Um, and works every pitcher. Starling Marte's healthy and back. He wasn't at that series, and McNeil wasn't at that series, I don't think, against the Braves. They were both hurt or on paternity leave or something. Um, Starling Marte is a really good player. Yep. They added Vogelbach, man. He is a perfect addition to that lineup. Like you said before we went on air, he looks like a Mets fan. That's so perfect because he does. He, he looks like they let a fan on the field. Watching that guy score from first. Yeah. On a on a on the double to the gap was incredible. Watching him run, it's like watching a pulling guard running the bases. Man, scores standing up. I mean, he was huffing and puffing. His heart's got to be about to explode. But uh, he's a fun guy to watch, man. And he can hit. That dude he can, can hit. hit. He's got some crazy power. So you got so you got some really pesky hitters, and then you got Alonzo's huge bat in the middle of the order. So you got a good mix there. You got you got a little bit of speed. Um, they got a nice lineup, and you know what they do that uh, I had one Braves veteran tell me after that first game is they're really good. They don't make mistakes, man. They got really good pitching, great pitching, and they don't make mistakes. If you if you have great pitching and you don't make mistakes, like this, like this Braves player said, you're going to be in every game and you're going to win the majority of them when you don't make mistakes and you got great pitching. They don't they don't make many mistakes in the field. I don't know how many errors they had in the series, but it couldn't have been more than one or two tops. The game the Braves had four errors, they had none, you know. A couple they're of playing tough, some tough They're playing that old school baseball, you yeah. know. Yeah, with an old manager, yep. And yeah, I mean it's I don't the the thing I'll say though is that you know, I'm sure as a fan and even me as a spectator, you know, just the series isn't as devastating to the players as as it is when you're when you're watching it. Those yep. guys show up to park today. It's just a new day, and yep. it's it's not something they just say in the papers. It's just it's how right. you train yourself, right? And you know, it's great about that. That's just how you're trained. When they walk yeah. into the park today, it's like you look back. Oh, that sucked. What do we got to do today? And yeah. and you you practice just putting things behind you and. What do I have to do now? Oh, we, we messed that whole series up. What do we have to do to get back in this? Yeah. And they just – players are trained, like, mentally to just keep moving forward. Um, so they, they're not feeling that, you know, discouragement that, that fans are. They yeah. know it. They know they got their asses kicked, and they know right. that series sucked, but they're not going to hang their head on it. They start fresh today. What do we have to do now? They're, fa- they're feeling what Strider said, you know. We get them again. We got seven games against them. Yep. The rest of the games against them are in Atlanta. They, you know, they got a chance to do it. Uh, there, it might have been a great day for an off day. They're off today in Boston, yep. and they got a chance just to go out, get dinner, go lunch, whatever, walk around a little bit, whatever. But they got a chance just to kind of reset, not think about it. Yeah. So, and then they got an easy. I mean, what should be an easy team with Boston is not very good, but they're never. But Boston's never, tough at home. Fenway, yeah. they're home, they're tough, but uh, that's a winnable series, or at least you split if you don't sweep two games. It's only two games. Then you got another day off before a series in the four gamer in Miami. And 
with that depleted lineup down there, that couldn't come at a better time. That's a yeah. nice series for the Braves to have to finish this road trip. So they got a, they're going to have a chance to salvage the trip for sure with six games against Boston and especially the ones against the Marlins down there. So you could end up still having a decent trip, such a long yeah. trip, you know, with a couple of doubleheaders. You got another doubleheader in Miami. But, uh, you know, what's crazy is I didn't realize till we, we got there how many doubleheaders the Mets have played this year. They've played seven doubleheaders. The Braves oh. have played two. Both of them have been against the Mets. Why? And the Mets swept them in both out. of those. They had a couple of rainouts, but they had all those games that got canceled. They've already made them up as parts of doubleheaders. The Braves, like, made up one of those as doubleheader, two of them against the Mets, and they're going to make up the three games against the Marlins at the end of the season. Um, it's just weird. Yeah, the Mets have played a lot of games, doubleheaders, and they've won, like, they're like 12-2 and two or something in doubleheader games, so. Anyway, um, did you see the uh, – oh, what I wanted to ask you about. We saw this We saw this becoming more of a possibility as it went on and Ian Anderson's struggles continued. If you'd have told me a month ago he might get sent down, I was still going, that's not going to happen. But he kept going. He, he had one good yeah. start against uh, Arizona, was it? Yeah, against yeah. a pretty bad Arizona, pretty bad Arizona team. He had a really good start. But between that – were two, three or so inning shit jobs, you know, before that. And after that, <laughs> this last start was so bad against the Mets. It was like, they gave him an eight Oh, they gave him spotted him eight Oh lead in the first two innings. And he just struggled. I mean, and they, you know, he ended up bringing a bullpen in really early again, didn't get through five again, or didn't get through what three. Yeah. So, or four. Um, so they finally made the, you know, after you get over easy, it gives you the opportunity to make that move because you have enough depth, you get through that doubleheader and with the 27th man allowed for this other doubleheader Saturday at Miami, he's going to be that guy, make a start. So he's staying with the team the rest of the trip, taxi squad, but then he's going to go to triple A and they're going to hope to try to hit what can happen last year with mentor. When they sent mentor down, he was down for about three, four weeks, came back and been one of the best relievers in baseball since they brought him back. He had a five year a when he went down and the same thing that happened to Kyle Wright last year when he spent most of the year at triple A. And really got some things worked out. They hope Ian uh, Snit said he hopes he can go down there, le- less pressure situation, work on some things, get it straightened out because we're going to need him down the stretch. Well, you find out quick too when you go to AAA if it's mental or f- do I suck? You know, I mean, if it's if it's something like you know I'm just not pitching with passion or I'm I'm too intimidated or whatever, and you go down to AAA and you're confident, and you still get shit on. You know, it's your stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably not tipping because they're not going to pick up on that as quick right. down there. But it'll be it'll be good for him to just, you know, you get to toy around in AAA. If there's something you want to work on, if there's a yeah. pitch you haven't had, you can actually throw it there, and you're not answering questions after the game about it. You know, you're not costing your yeah. team a, a game in the division race. So taking yeah. that pressure off, um, I think it's a really good thing for him right now. And it, you know, I mean, it hurts. <laughs> it sucks to get sent down yeah. and. I think, you know, overall, he earned the right to struggle as long as he did. Yeah. But you can't let it keep going. Yeah. And they did it at the right time. Yeah, you're two-thirds of the way through the season now. You're falling further back than the Mets after getting within a half game of them. You're now six and a half back. And they were five and a half back when they sent him, when they optioned him. And, uh, yeah, you can't afford to keep running him out there and just crossing your fingers and hoping this is the good start where he gets turned, things turned around. And uh, he knows. He got the message from Snit. He goes, well, you're still a big part of this in the future yeah. going forward, you're a big part of this team and the rest of this year, late in the season. So he got the positive message 
and he seems to to understand what he needs to do, which is go down there and be more aggressive. You know, throw strikes, yeah. attack hitters like he did in that game against Arizona. For whatever reason, he hasn't done that in a lot of his games. He's got to use the curveball more like he did in that game. So he knows what to work on. He's just got to go down there and do it. But uh, it just has not happened for him this year. He's, uh, you know, ZRA is around five, is over five again. His ERA and whip are the second worst in the majors. If he had like four or five more innings to qualify, it would be second worst to Patrick Corbin, who's just been a disaster and is only with the Nats because of the contract. Right. So that's where he was. And this is still the guy that in the postseason is 4-0 with an ERA in the ones. And the Braves have won seven of his eight postseason starts. You know, and he won a game in the World Series last year. And that clinching game six in, in LCS, they won when he started. So this is a guy that's been huge for the Braves in the postseason, where they don't win the World Series without him. But you yeah. just got to get straightened out. Well, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where you got to wake up. You know, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's for sure that that's what's going on with him, but it's, it's easy to get to a point in your career where you feel comfortable and you think, all right, I've made it. I'm a big leaguer. And every time you think that, the game just smacks you in the face and says, nope, you're not yeah. DeGrom or you're not this guy. And you go down to AAA and it, it lights a fire under your ass. And and that that could be something that happens with them. And that's why I'm saying, you know, if it's like a passion or mental thing, uh-huh. you, you go down to AAA and you get to find that out. You know, you get to go down there and be pissed off. And be Guys are pissed when they're in AAA and they think of themselves as a big leaguer. But if you go down there yep. and you're and you're pissed off or you you feel like you're pitching with passion or you whatever it is and you're still getting shit on, you know, it gives you a chance to get the answer of like, am I the problem or is my stuff the problem? And if it's his stuff, you know, I, I, I thought this could have happened with him when he when he first came up because he had I wouldn't call it a gimmick, but he had a different look. Yeah. You know, he, he had something that he could ride like Josh Colmenter had something he could ride where it's this different look that guys got to see multiple times and communicate and figure out how to hit this because it's so much different than what they're used to with his arm slot. I thought he could have ran into this, this point in his career. Um, I don't know how, you know, I mean, he can't change the way he throws, but he also pitched his ass off. Like if you watch his postseason starts and he's dotting up, he's aggressive in the zone. Um, overall, I'm just saying, I think this gives him a chance to get some answers. This is a guy that remember when he came up, he was 22 and he outpitched Garrett Cole was throwing a no yeah. hitter into the fifth or sixth inning against the Yankees gave up the one run on a home one hit in that game and kind of set the tone for his career until this yeah. year. Um, but he's gotten progressively worse. And, but in the postseason, four, no one, two, six ERA and eight starts, you know, granted that's going five innings most of the time or a little or four or something, but, He's been really impressive against really good teams in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, it never seemed intimidated. Never, ever. The big that's the big thing with him is as always he rose to the occasion, big moments, big games. And we haven't really seen that this year. We certainly didn't see that in the in the Mets game the other night. That's the kind of game where he usually thrives. It's like, yeah. okay, nope, everybody's counting me on. I'm gonna go out and shove. But he didn't. And uh, I think his confidence is diminished right now, yeah. and he needs to get that back. And I swear I saw a tone when he was talking to us. Snit let him didn't told him Sunday morning. You know they had to get you Noah in before you can tell yeah. him that he's gone because if Noah can't get there for some reason, you know you can't say hey by the way we need you back. Yeah. So they waited to tell him. Snit tells him takes the bus out with the team. You know rough out to out to City Field because he's staying with them this week even though he got optioned. He's on the taxi <laughs> squad. Yeah, That's and he brutal. walked in and we went over and talked to him. 
And I have never, since Ian, the day he came up, ever heard him have anything but a positive kind of a, yeah, you know, laughing, but always upbeat, a, 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 a confidence about him. Not cocky at all, just confident and laid back. This was a totally different tone, and it was almost like he was—he had to catch himself. He did—he wasn't like wiping away tears, but he was getting emotional. You could tell that it, just in the tone. I could hear it play back on my trans, transcribe in my, on my recorder. Totally different tone, and he's never faced this. You could tell in his major league career. Never, well, never. and you can't fake it. You can't yeah. say, you know, everything's great. Everything's yeah. not great. I'm going to AAA. Yeah, he said it's I tough. Mean, when you when you get your ass kicked in the season, you can kind of post game, just say the right things and move on and give yourself a few days. Even if you're not right mentally, you give yourself a few days to get back to it and you buy yourself time with the right quotes and say the right things. But when you're sitting there in the clubhouse doing interviews and you're not on the team anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to fake that. And you're sitting there wearing the same warm-up suit they're on, but you're not. They're getting, not on, they're yeah. getting dressed to go out and get ready for the game, and you're still staying in the warm suit. Yeah, and you got to walk around the clubhouse and look at your teammates and yeah. hang out and have fun. And it's like, oh shit, I'm not even on this team. Yeah, you know, I'm a, he knows he's a part of it though. I walked over to Austin. Yeah, Snip made him feel that way. Snip's good like that, you know, making him. And then and then Cranny came in after we talked to him. Cranny walked over and sat down with him, pulled a chair up to his locker, and they sat there and talked for about 10, 15 minutes at least. But um, I walked over to Austin Riley. You know, he'd kind of seen us talking to him. Austin said, he's such a good dude. I hate it for him. Hopefully, yeah. he'll go down there and stay positive and work hard. He said, I know he will, and get back up here. I think he's going to be a big part of this thing down the stretch. We're going to need him for sure. Yeah, and sometimes it's like – this happening is what finally it just, yeah. you know, just mentor needed it. Mentor has yeah. been different guys since he got back attacking hitters, not nibbling, not walking guys. I know he's and had he's, one little rough stretch this year, but he's been a different pitcher since he got back. And he's probably been pitching with the pressure of this for a month. You know, I mean, this is, this is your biggest fear when you're, when you're an established major league and you start struggling that bad, your biggest fear and it's in the back of your head is getting sent down. Yeah. And then it starts floating around and you pitch bad again. And then and then you start, you know, seeing the questions get asked and, and feeling that energy. And you're you're trying so hard not to let this one thing happen that it's like fuck just finally let it happen, get it over with and bounce back. But you can't do that when you're waiting for it to happen. It's in the back of your head and you keep struggling. And you know when they traded for Odor Easy at the deadline yeah, that you got sign. it. When you have the five ERA and you're looking going, okay, six starters probably not going to work after we get through these two double headers. So he had to go out there feeling some pressure against a really good lineup. Night game, place was rocking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like when that's in your head too, you're pitching not to fail. You're pitching, you're you're pitching for things not to go bad. You know, you're, you're pitching with this stress of if I pitch bad this game. I mean, that's that's why a lot of young guys struggle so much when they get called up because it's like if I have one more bad game, I'm getting sent down. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with that mindset? Yeah. You're getting lit. And it's he's too smart not to know that. He's too smart not to know the, the situation he was in where this one could be my last. This next one could be my last. I mean, that, that was so hard for me at the end of my career knowing – we're, we're on thin ice here, you know, yeah. and it's any one of these, you know, if, if it goes south, I'm, I'm probably getting designated and you kind of you you get wrapped up in that and distracted by it instead of just focusing on what you can control that it's good. But, you know, just let the air out of the balloon and send them down. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. 
I thought Odorizzi, I mean, the numbers aren't great, but they weren't. I, I thought he was he fine. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. His stuff's, his stuff's pretty good. Um, and I'll throw that one out. I mean, he's changing leagues, changing teams, facing the Mets, and feeling – I mean, you got to feel like there's expectations going out there. You, you, you're stepping for, into this uh, rivalry in, in the middle of the series and, uh, you know, in a first game of a doubleheader, day game, and then he ends up getting cramps, you know, from – I mean, he's pitched indoors in Houston and in the West Coast, you know, in that division. And it was hot and humid in New York, man. It was nasty. So he ends up cramping in the fifth inning. But to his credit, I really admire he did not say – he said that – I didn't feel that at all until that last, until those last couple of batters. So that did not, he, he didn't use it as an excuse at all for what happened before that. He's a, he, he held himself accountable. He stood there and answered questions for 10 minutes. He was, he was great with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to be fine. I think it was a good addition. His stuff's pretty good. Yeah, he looked good. I, I mean, he's, he's not the, the game changer, right. <laughs> the Grom coming back type, but right. he's a good, solid major league pitcher that's been through a lot and yeah, been back pitched, rotation. pitched in uh, big games. And he's got good stuff. He just knows how to pitch. Yeah, so it's good to have another one of those guys. Um, Kyle Muller came off the – well, pitched for the first time since the 14th with that broken non-pitching hand. It's pretty good. Uh, they had a couple of cheap hits fall in, but he that's a good sign. So they're going to have him as a possibility down the stretch too. So they got a little bit of depth. Um, we'll see. It'll, they'd certainly need Ian back, you know, for September and into October. They need Ian back in, in, in big game form. But, you know – now they just got to do what they do best. I mean, this is a team that lives and dies with home runs, and and it's hard to do that against Degrom and Scherzer. But uh, against <laughs> the other teams, you got to feast on them. You got to win those games. Those, yeah, you, know, you got to and do what you do best, which is what they did to to gain all that ground on the Mets. You know, to have to go on that great run. Now they're six and eight in their last fourteen since getting to within a half game of the Mets. You know, dropped eight out of fourteen. Now they're six and a half back. Can't afford to lose any more. And fall any further back because you know who's coming on you nipping at your ass. The Phillies, the Phillies are rocking, man. They've won like nine out of ten. Yeah, and they made some moves at the at the deadline that really are working well for them. So they're three games behind you. There could be three right now. There'd be three teams from the division in the in the in the playoffs. It's only three now. Three behind the Braves. I don't like that. They moved past the Padres. I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, in the wild card standings. So. Those are tough. So that's where we are. Not a good series for the, not a good weekend for the Braves, but it's over. You move on. They got them again. They got seven games get left against the Mets down here. They're gonna put up a shut up time in those. You know, you're gonna find out. Yep. No more. There's no excuses. So, but uh, it was it was a it was a, it was an impressive showing by those two pitchers, man. And not by the Mets team, but those the two The team pitchers. in general. I mean, they just they sent yeah, a message. A good team. It's a good team. I know everybody keeps getting tired of us saying they're not going to collapse. They're going, oh, yeah, it's still, it's still early. Give them time. I'm telling you, it's been this vibe since spring training with Buck. Yeah. With Buck, with the addition of Scherzer, with Diaz back in peak form like he was in Seattle, with Lindor back playing like he did with Cleveland. Now you add Vogelbach. You got Starling Marte's a really good player now playing for a contender after, you know, playing well out in Oakland. He's now playing with a team that's got a bunch of good hitters. They, they just got a really solid team, man. They spent money and they're playing well. So they're going to be tough. But the good thing is 
the Braves and Mets, if the Braves keep playing tight with them, they're going to drag each other into the playoffs, and both those teams are going to be playing well when they get to the postseason. And, and we know anything could happen in a postseason. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wild card teams have won it plenty of times. I'm not, I'm not writing off the division either. And no. the Mets, the Mets could collapse. I mean, it, no, it, when you watch them, it, it's just, it's hard to write off their luck as luck when they've had it all year. You know, I mean, if it, if it was just, you know, a couple series against the Braves, they get a couple, you know, cheap knocks. But I watch their games, and they, I mean, it's just the value of putting the ball in play, I guess. But they seem to get all kinds of lucky breaks putting the ball in play. But yeah. It, it, from they're a good team, man. It's they're, it's, they're a good team, but you guys got to remember, both Degrom and Scherzer are one pitch away from oh yeah. side. I mean, Scherzer at thirty eight, he might be a better pitcher when he's healthy, or as good as he's ever been. Not better, but as good. But he didn't used to get hurt, and now he gets a lot of little nagging stuff. So and there's strings and things. So like there's that. a really good chance he'll have an IL stint between the end of the year. Well, and that would change everything. Exactly, and then Degrom. You can't count on Degrom to stay healthy. I mean, see, I've I've been I've been looking at it like I wonder if he kind of had some extension talks and didn't get where he wanted to, and then just said, "I'm not pitching unless I'm a hundred percent." And if I have anything bothering me, because he knows he's only got to put together the next three months, three and a half months, and we laughed. You know, some of us said, you know, when he keeps coming out and saying he's going to do the opt out, we're going. Opt out. You haven't pitched all year, and you're going to make over thirty million next year. You're going to opt out. Well, you he know said, what? When you watched him lay yesterday, <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, there will be teams lined up to give him a long term contract, regardless of his injury history, if he keeps pitching like that, because he is yeah. so so special." Yeah, I mean, he's, he's worth- the <laughs> best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy, man. I, I, I'd best. give him fifty a year if he, you know what I mean. Like, but you're just taking that gamble that he can be yep. going to stay healthy with you, and it, is he going to be motivated to stay healthy and pitch at a, less than at ninety nine percent, not a hundred? But I well, think I, you, I, I think I, you're I onto think, something there. Yeah. I think he's like, okay, if you're not going to give me the extension I want after I said I'm going to opt out, you're gonna, I'm not, not going to talk it. to me. I'll be back when I'm a hundred percent, not before yeah. that. And he took but his time. Like, sure I was talking. I was talking to our Mets beat writer yesterday. He's like when we were like four innings into that game yesterday, he's going, yeah, but you know, there's times last year where he'd, he'd have like a no hitter going to the fourth inning. And all of a sudden he takes himself out of the game because he's got something sore. Yeah. So yeah. let's just not assume that those two are going to keep doing this all year. Scherzer's tough as nails, but he's 38 and he just doesn't hold up like he used to. Yeah. I think he, I think Scherzer though learned. And that that's why I was saying, I don't know if you'll face him on short rest. Cause I right. think Scherzer kind of learned last year in that, in that not brave to try series. To cut it out that he's 37, 38 years old and not to push that. And then DeGrom, I don't see, you know, if, if I'm right about his, his approach years, I don't see him. Yeah. You know, maybe for a world series, he's risking it, but I don't, I don't see him putting himself out there, you know, with everything he's got riding on it and and saying for sure he's opting out while he's hurt. (laughs) Yeah. It's like he wants to be healthy at the end of the season. The only way a guy would say that, you know, and say it again, reiterate it again, while the Mets are in, the, you know, in first place and playing so well, he reiterated. Somebody asked him the other day, and he said, "Yeah, I'm still planning to opt out." He knows how good he is. Yeah, he and knows he, that he is elite, elite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he knows he's not hurt that bad. Right. You right. know, if you're if if you're right. committing to opting out, you know that what you're dealing with. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. comfortable, but I'm not. I'm not hurt. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. 
I no, could not, pitch if I had I'm, to. I'm not scared for my health when you're yeah. saying that. It's you know, yeah, I got this scap thing I'm dealing with through this little problem and I'm not gonna throw any pitches and let it turn into something, but I'm not hurt. I don't have I, like a partial tear or something. Right. I don't have a yeah. forearm strain that could be Tommy John. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I I agree with you after watching him pitch and just seeing the whole it all makes sense that that would be the attitude that he's taken. I mean, yeah. you know, is it is it the Scherzer attitude? No, it's the opposite. But yeah. <laughs> when he's pitching like that, nobody's going to complain. Yeah. So he just maybe just pacing himself a little bit. And there were still far more DeGrom jerseys in that crowd, far more than any other Mets player. They love him there. Well, there's nothing like it. They, yeah. they used to have last year they had his strikeout odds at like eight and a half. It's like that's free money. If he if he pitches, unless he gets hurt, I think yeah. I, I, I lost a bet on him one time because he got hurt. But the rest of the time it's like they put his strikeouts at eight and a half. He strike out fifteen. How good yeah. do you got how good do you gotta be to be able to be to say you're gonna opt out? And then to reiterate it, when your team's in first place in playing, and you say it again, and you're hurt, and the crowd still totally loves you. Yep. And you're in New York. <laughs> he's just that good. He's that good. He's that dominant. Yeah. People feel that good when he's your pitcher. He's out there pitching. He's just shoving. He's dominating all star hitters. And you got a Degrom jersey on. You don't care what he says, man. Just go out there and do what you're doing, playing Skinner, and then going out there and just blowing away people. You know. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that stuff as a number three. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's. But when you're him and and you throw the ball like that, it's by the way, did people you people forgive you for a lot? Did you see? I felt bad for the Braves fan who lipped off to the two guys in the Degrom jerseys. Did you see the video? Uh uh-uh. oh, oh, the guy that got punched. Oh, twice, two guys punched him. Two Degrom, two guys in Degrom jerseys. <laughs> One guy, the guy takes a swing. The Braves fan took a swing, or at least he's in a Braves jersey. Took a swing. And some kind of security guy or somebody, a fan, I forget who, tried to hold him back, right? And he's trying to get – and the Mets fan reached over, <laughs> punched him in the face. So the guy's kind of startled. He tries to get back yep. in. The other Mets fan's got tats up and down his arms, got a black DeGrom jersey on. He sizes him up and just, boom, right in the face. About knocked the guy over the seats. Yeah, he's So he got punched bird. twice in the face. He might have a broken jaw today. That, it, that guy wasn't really helping the usher. It was almost no. like he just <laughs> – he Here just kind of held him, <laughs> held him off. Yeah. That was bad, man. That was bad. Yeah. That was a bad choice. He, he was inebriated, but off to the wrong guys, man. They were not messing around. <laughs> they were like, oh, a chance to fight? Oh, we're, we're ready. Yeah. We live for this. That's why we came today. And we hope we see a good baseball game, but I'd really like to knock somebody out. They were in good seats, too, man. Those were not cheap seats. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a weekend. <laughs> We'll see. I still like the Braves. I still like the Braves' chances. They'll get in the playoffs, and anything could happen in the postseason. The Braves have a hell of a team, too, man. It's just that right now, the division has, I think, the best team in the league. Right now, the way they're playing when they're healthy. But we'll see. You know, remember they got to keep reminding people. Remember where the Braves were at this point a year ago? They were like ten back, fifty-five and fifty-five. Yeah. There were only a few games back, but the Mets were not very good last year. That's why. Oh, that's I, right. But they were 55 and 55. They're 20 games over 500 right now. Yeah. It's just yeah, the Mets are about it, 30 over. Sometimes it just plays out like that. Yeah. I mean, we had some really good teams chasing those Phillies when I was with Brave, and didn't matter what kind of season we had. And then we go in there and they were just a little bit better. But yeah. But it's you know, not if like we that. had that if we had that wild card format back then. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what would have happened? 
Yeah, it's not, but it's not like it has been the last couple of years with the West. With the, clearly, you know, and I know they made all of the moves, but uh, the Padres are not showing right now that they are anything close to what the Mets are. You know, no. the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are stacked. The Dodgers are yep. the Dodgers, but I, I like the Mets and I like the Braves' uh, chances against any of those teams. Uh, yep. Just the Braves have got to worry about the Mets and the Mets only. Fortunately, they keep playing them, so they're not going to have to worry about how they stand against them because they're going to get a chance to show it. They know yep. what they got to do. They they they've seen the Mets at their best now. They know what they got to do to beat them. So, not gonna be any excuses next time they face them. You know, I don't want to hear about umpires' calls. You got they got to they got to do what they got to do to put the ball in play against the Mets if you hope to do anything. I mean, you can't just go up there and whiff and get behind no. and counts. But yeah, you know, easier said than done. Obviously, it's those a are, lot easier said than done. Those are two great two pitchers. Nobody yeah. can hit those guys when they're on when they're healthy. And that Braves approach has got them, you know, won them a World Series last year and had them within a half game of the Mets this year. So you can't change your approach midstream. They're a team built on home runs, and they can hit a lot of them. So I think just, a lot of it hinges on getting Acuna right, too. Yeah, and he's showed signs, too, in this series. I think if that was probably the biggest plus of this series. Yeah. So Acuna looked a lot better. He didn't play yesterday. The field was going to – it looked like it was going to be soaked because it was pouring for the game. It was delayed 30 minutes. And he had gotten a little sore the night before, had some banged up some bang up plays, uh, got banged up on some plays. And they held him out, which was probably a wise decision. It didn't look like it ended up being wet. They had a good pump system in the field. But they scratched him when it was still raining, and he did not play yesterday against DeGrom. I don't know what he's going to do against DeGrom anyway. But right. he, looked, he looked good. He had a couple of doubles, a home run. Made a couple of nice plays. Made two great catches in one yep. game. The one over the wall was a really great catch against uh, to Rob uh, Pete Alonzo of a home run. So that's a good sign. He showed a lot in that. He showed a lot of uh, strides made in that series. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They need him to be Acuna. That changes their lineup yeah. when he's when he's back. So and he, you know, he sets the tone for a series or a game yeah. when he hits that leadoff homer. Yeah, he hadn't done that in a while, man. Yeah. So if it, that in a while. he kind of, I mean, they, they feed off that when, when you, when you show up to Truist Park and crowds loud and first, first pitch the bottom of the first, you get yeah, everybody wants to be in their seats because they think it might hit it out. It hadn't had that feel lately. It yeah. reminded of they're playing a doubleheader against the Marlins. It reminded me of when he hit, when he let off both games of a doubleheader against the Marlins <laughs> yeah. with home runs and then they hit him the next day. Yep. Urias. Was it, what's his name? Not a Urias. Uh, started with a U. I can't, I can't remember. That dude that kept hitting him, that got suspended for hitting him the next day on the first pitch of the game, the hardest pitch he ever thrown in a screw. Arena, yeah. 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 So, but it reminded me of that when, when Acuna was on, you know, how you have to be in your seats in that first pitch because he might hit it out. So, they need that Acuna down the stretch, man. Yeah. So, at least he showed some encouraging signs in this in that series because otherwise it was a – there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. Oh, and they could be, and and they can be thankful that neither Darno or, or obviously Max was hurt seriously in that game because it looked yeah. like Max when he went down and landed on that shoulder. I yeah. thought, uh oh, because it looked like he took all his weight on that shoulder. Ended up I being his, he head his head, of whiplash. Yeah, because yeah. he ended up because he could have got concussed, man. When he looked, yeah. when he stood up, when he sat up, it looked like he was concussed. Yeah, but he stays in the um, game. He's a tough son of a bitch, man. Max is tough, yeah, dude. Yeah. He's a yeah. really tough guy. Doesn't look like it, but he is. Yeah, he's. Th- there's certain guys that just have that. You know, it's just a mentality that you know nothing's stopping me. And he's probably dizzy nails. the rest of that game and just kept chucking. Yeah, 
He's just one six, of those guys. Stayed six innings. Like last year, when he get somehow doesn't even get hurt on that play at first base that looked like the Huddy play, like he yeah. like it's done. It's like his ankle is shredded. You know, he's tough. Um, yeah. And he tries to make that play. You know, he had no chance to make it, but he tries to make That was a weird play. They had – talk about unlucky bounces in that game. They had a couple of errors that were really tough plays, like the Swanson error, the throwing error, trying to – that's almost in my, it's got to be perfect play for free to be able to got to lead him perfectly. He's arriving at the same time as rough. A lot could go wrong there. And I mean, Max could have got hurt twice on that play. Yeah. Could have collided with rough. Got and he normally on. makes that play. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there was a, another tough error on Austin Riley and, 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 and the throw, and then they had to throw home and you could have easily have seen Darno get a knee blown out because oh, he, yeah catches it with his back to Alonzo. That huge dude is sliding. He turns his knees. He's not like set. He could so easily have had his knees shredded by just going sideways right there. Just shredded. It could have been a buster only type play there with the knee damage. Yep. And he got out of it by just getting a little, you know, bruised lower legs. That was really fortunate. Cause, cause down the stretch, if Darno gets hurt and he's out for the season, that hurts. I do not like their chances. Cause you no. can't even go out and make a trade right now to go get another catcher. No, and he's huge behind the dish. Huge calling games, man. So that consider themselves fortunate in that regard. Could have been a whole lot worse. Darno and Freed both could have gotten hurt, seriously injured in that thing. So yeah, that would that would really put a yeah. <laughs> I mean that that would hurt. Yeah. After that series. All right, that's it. We'll talk again after the uh, series of the, the two game series in Boston. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Hang in there.